Welcome back to episode 65 of SEC Talks. This is your co-host, Caden, and I'm here with Hanley. And unfortunately, Jackson was unable to join us tonight, you know. He had to finish some last-minute Christmas shopping, so he is not going to be here tonight. But Hanley and I have a lot of good stuff to bring to you guys. We're going to give you an update about basketball, and we're also going to touch on the transfer portal and a couple of big names who have left SEC teams and um, where they're going or undecided. <laughs> and then we're also going to touch on some recruiting rankings as tomorrow is National Early Signing Day. So with that being said, Hanley, do you want to get us started with basketball? Yeah, let's get to talking about it. Uh, there's been a little bit that's changed over the last um, last week. <laughs> um, if you remember, the I kind of gave my tier list yep. of what how I felt that there's to me, there's kind of three, maybe four tiers of teams, and it seems to be kind of solidifying itself more and more the more I watch them. Yeah. Um, remember, it was, you know, Arkansas, Tennessee, Bama, and Kentucky are all up there. Even though Kentucky is ranked lower than Mississippi State, Kentucky is losing to good teams. Uh, Agreed. You know, I do think there is – I think it would be – validated if you put Kentucky in that second tier at the I same could. time. Yeah, you definitely could. I just have to me and I may be thinking about it wrong, but I just I have a lot of confidence in Cal Perry getting guys ready um, by SEC play. He normally, you know, they may struggle the first few games, whatever it is. They may lose a few non-conference games to some good teams, but when it comes to time for SEC play, the, the true freshman five stars are ready to go, you know? Right. Um, and, you know, we can talk about Kentucky first. I think they're they're playing pretty well. They did lose in a fairly ugly game to UCLA, who is ranked. Um, but Kentucky only put up uh, 53 points, which is not very good. But Sheboy coming in with 16 rebounds. They did not score in the last four minutes of the game. Mm-hmm. Really? Yep. So, to me, you know, for I, I will say this too: they have one of the most overrated people in all of, I'll say the SEC on their team, Jacob Toppin. <laughs> He's Obi Toppin's brother. Right. If you remember, he went top five in the draft a few years back from Dayton. Yep. Right. And they had a lot of hype behind him, and he's fine. There's, he's not bad. He's not that good. Um, but you're going to hear his name a lot. Do not drink the Kool-Aid on that one. Oh, yeah. He's not very good. On the season, he's doing – he is doing 11 points, six boards, but he's not very efficient. He's shooting 39% from the field. Uh, like, yes, UCLA shot two for ten. He he can turn it up on some games, but he's not going to be that consistent threat to me. I may be wrong. He could prove me wrong, but that's how I feel about him. Sheway is weird to me. Sheboy gets his every game. He gets his rebounds. He normally gets his points. He may get a block and a steal. But he doesn't affect the game. Not like last year. Even But even last year, he gets his every game, and it does not matter as to whether they win or lose. That's, that's true. Right? I remember when, when we played that's him, when y'all point. played him. Because <laughs> um, both of our teams, Auburn and Tennessee last year, had good defensive bigs. Yeah. Right? Ours just 
Ours were just really good on offense too. Right. But both of us had really solid defensive bigs. You just you just have to go into that game and understand Sheboy's gonna get his. We can give up thirty and fifteen and we can still win that game. That is interesting. It's really weird. Never thought about that. Against Auburn last year, I don't know his stats against y'all, but he probably did twenty two and fourteen. On yeah. Kessler and Jabari. I mean, those are two good guys. Yeah. And he's getting his, but like all you gotta do is just stop everyone else. Uh, Severe Wheeler's playing fine. He's doing nine points, six and a half assists is really good for college basketball. Um, the ones that they got to get going are Cason Wallace, Austin Reeves, or sorry, Antonio Reeves, <coughs> and Chris Livingston. Those are their three freshmen, five stars that have got to get going. Chris Livingston played well the other day, uh, but they got to continue to play well. But Kentucky moves down, you know, whatever. They're still going to get it going, and if you don't think that they're going to be fighting for an SEC title, you're wrong. They're going to be in the hunt. I agree. Next one, let's talk about Arkansas here for a few minutes. Arkansas suffered a major blow, and they lost Trayvon Brazil. This was their center who was averaging 11.8 points a game, six rebounds, an assist, a steal, and a block a game. That's a big loss. It is. Now, I still would not worry about them. They got Ricky Council averaging 19 a game, Anthony Black doing 13, Nick Smith Jr. doing 13. And I'll be honest, Nick Smith Jr., don't be surprised if he's doing 17 or 18 by the end of the year. That kid is a stud. So they're really playing a lot of the uh, of Anthony Black and Ricky Council. Um, Jordan Walsh is playing okay. Makai Mitchell's playing okay. Um, they've just got a lot of guys producing right now. But losing Brazil is going to hurt in the long run when they're playing teams with a big-time big. Okay? <clears throat> but they're still winning their games. They they put the beating on Bradley. Uh, they beat Oklahoma by 10. They, I mean, like they beat San Jose State by 40 points. They're beating some good teams. I will say their loss to Creighton is not looking as good anymore. Creighton is now 6-6. Six and six. Mm. Creighton has lost six games in a row, starting with the Arkansas loss. Is that not crazy? I know this is not SEC-related, but it kind of puts a little bit of a tell on, on that game. Creighton has lost to Nebraska, who's not good, BYU, Arizona State, and Marquette. I know all those are teams that, Power five or made the tournament in the past, but Creighton was a top ten team at one point. You can't be losing six games in a row. That's bad. I agree. So and that to be honest with you, six losses for a group of five team like that puts you in a pretty bad spot as far as tournament play goes. Right. Going into conference. So anyways, Arkansas still got some good wins. They beat San Diego State. So to me, they're still the scariest. Because they have the best guards. They've got some studs in their guard. <laughs> um, but let's move on to Alabama. Okay. They have the longest team in the SEC. They've got <laughs> two normal guards. Namari Burnett did get hurt this week, or last week, I guess. 
that's a big loss for them. That was their starting shooting guard. Who had already had some bad injury problems in the past with the torn ACL. Um, you got to feel bad for him. I think he had a wrist injury. If I don't, if I'm not mistaken, he'll be out about six weeks. I think is what it said. So um, it is a tough loss for Alabama, but they're deep. They're coming at them. Uh, you know, they still put up 90 points in a tough loss to Gonzaga. Um, but other than other than the two guards, they've got Brandon Miller, who is six eight, playing the three. He's arguably the best player in the SEC right now. Uh, yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a decent argument for sure. Yeah. I think he dropped 36 against he did. Gonzaga. He did. 36 on 12 of 22 from the floor. This isn't bad. 6 of 11 from the three-point line. That's not, like, crazy inefficient either. But he also makes all his free throws. He's, like, 82%, 83% from the free throw line. Yeah. So the kid's really good. He dropped 36 and 6 against Gonzaga. Um. He's arguably the best freshman in basketball. I would agree with that. Now, look, I still think the four top NBA prospects are not playing college basketball. Victor Wimbanyama, Scoot Henderson, and I forgive me, I can't remember their names. It's the twin brothers that play in like the um, whatever one of those the weird leagues. Um, the Ignite. It's not the Ignite. Ignite. It's not the Ignite team. It's a uh, it's like the NBL or whatever it is. Okay. So those two twins, they all, all four of them, I would assume, <laughs> will be top five picks. But there's going to be a real, a real argument here for Brandon Miller to be a top five pick. He's smooth. He he can dribble. He can shoot real well. He doesn't necessarily have to set his feet, which is a huge, huge thing at the next level. Um, and he plays good defense. Um, the unsung hero for Alabama is Noah Clowney. This is the guy playing there for. He's a 6'10 freshman, and he is averaging where, where did I go? nine and a half points, 8.8 rebounds a game. That's big time. That's big time for your power forward. So their small no forward and power forward are combining no for 17 rebounds a game. That's insane. That's really good. And then they got Chuck Badiaco, who's a seven-footer at the center, who's doing about six and six. Um, but they're a good team. They're a deep team. <laughs> to me, for them, if they're going to have a chance to make a real run at a deep tournament run or win the SEC, if Noah Gurley, who's the 6'8 forward from Furman, transferred there a couple years ago, if he can turn it up, and if Javon Quinterly can turn it up. Quinterly has not looked the same since he tore his ACL. He's doing 5.9 points a game right now. Yeah. He just – and it, there's nothing against him. It takes a minute. Um, it's good that he was able to come back so fast. But if he can get going and start giving them 8 to 10 a game, um, or if Gurley could step up, because Gurley's doing about 5.8 a game right now, if those guys can get going, they're going to be really, really good. Okay? I agree. Um, have I done Tennessee yet? You have not. Oh, I guess I'll do them then. Tennessee took a tough loss to Arizona. Y'all played them well. Yeah. Didn't you think so? Well, my with Tennessee right now, the Josiah, Josiah is starting to hurt us by not playing. Yep. Um, is, Ju- he, is he hurt? 
He's been hurt pretty much half the year. Okay. Um, Julian Phillips did not show up at all to play yep. that game. He was honestly, he was a um, whatever it's called when you're better when you're holding the team back on the court. Bad. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> the there you go. He was he, just bad. He, he was bad. He he was better off on the bench. Um, but Zakai Zigo showed up and <laughs> dropped a career high twenty one points. Yeah, good game. Real um, efficient too. Olivier Nakamwa, our power forward, um, was two for two from three point line. And we were playing really well in the first half, and yeah. we were tied 35-35 going into halftime. But Hanley, check this out: we did not shoot one free throw in the first half. That's not good. We had been averaging more free throw makes than our opponents' attempts the whole season. Wow. And we did not shoot one free throw in the first half. And we ended up losing by five. There was obviously there's always some calls that are not correct calls throughout the game, but Santi did get fouled at the end of the game. They didn't call it. Um and he's he's been shooting off. Um but it encouraged me that without Josiah, and it was at Arizona, our first true road game. It's a big road game, too. And we lost by five, shooting barely shooting any free throws. Most of our good players didn't show up to play. I mean, we dropped two spots in the AP poll. I'm not worried about us. Yep. Um, now, y'all are going to be good. Um, Rick Barnes is a well-coached team right there, and I think y'all are going to really have a good shot here at yeah. another uh, – SEC title run. Moving on, let's go talk about Auburn for a few minutes. Auburn suffered their second loss of the year to USC on the road to USC. Uh, USC is a decent team. They took y'all to overtime, and they did. We, uh, I did not think we played bad. Well, we turned the ball over a ton. Right. We looked real sloppy. The, uh, you know, Wendell Green hurt his ankle in our midweek game, and then <laughs> he actually got pulled around halftime because he re-injured that ankle. Mm. So we didn't have him hardly any in the second half. Katie Johnson looked horrible, as usual. <laughs> um, he, he had like seven turnovers. <laughs> it's not good. He had six points and did not make a shot from the field. So that's a great stat line right there. Six <laughs> points on zero for five from the field. You love to see it. Um, Seven turns. I thought Janai Brim played really well. Look, I know you didn't, you probably didn't watch our game Sunday, but one thing that really frustrated me was we had nine team fouls in the first like four minutes of the second half. Yeah, that's how we were. It, it, it's I'm not yeah. blaming the refs. I'm just saying it's so frustrating because it slows the game down so much. And we were we, we had some momentum, and it puts you in a bad spot for the rest of the game because ticky tack fouls send them to the line. Our our freshman guard Trey Donaldson, who I've been I've been kind of wondering if he's going to start stepping up. He's only a three star, so there's not a lot of pressure on him to do much this year. But he had ten points in the first half, three steals. Like he played a really good first half, <laughs> and he got like three fouls in the first three minutes of the second half, and he ended up fouling out. So our one guard who was playing really well fouled out. Our center, Janai Broom, had a good game, 16 points, eight boards. He ended up fouling out, though. I mean, they were they were, call, they were just calling a lot of fouls. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So it was a tough game. I We shot the ball decent for the first time. We shot 35% from three, which when you do that, compared to at least what we've been doing, it's good. So, you know, like I said, I'm not mad. Um, USC's a decent team. That was our first true road game, I think, too. So that just kind of showed me kind of where we're at. If we started SEC play right now, where we would be with playing maybe a team like LSU or, or Ole Miss or someone like that. Right. <laughs> so there's definitely some improvement to be done, and I, I think the guys learned a lot from that. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, Auburn dropped down to 23, so hoping that we can still stay in it. Um, the other team I want to talk about is Mississippi State. Um, so Mississippi State continues to win and they beat Nichols just by the skin of their teeth. Uh, Mississippi State's an interesting group. They're still undefeated. Like I said, they moved up again. Um, they're playing right now, actually, too. They're, I still have them behind Auburn because they're, they're not playing good teams and they're playing fine against those good, te- the, against those bad teams. It's just I, – I just see a lot of holes. Like, they're literally playing Drake right now, and they're losing 38-37. to 37. Mm. With 10 minutes left in the second half, they have 37 points. They don't have much of an offense, which I'm afraid is going to really hurt them. If they get down by 10, and it's similar to Auburn, but I think Auburn's still going to be better on offense than them. When you get down by 10, you're looking at some real issues because they're playing so slow. Right. So it'll be very interesting to see what happens with them. I still think they're a good team. I think they're a tournament team. Um, So that takes me over to the bracketology that I wanted to talk about real quick. So ESPN releases their bracketology every week. I personally enjoy looking at this page. I think it's a pretty accurate page if you're going to keep up with it throughout the season. So right now they have six SEC teams in the tournament. The one team that's close that's not in – oh, there's two teams – Two teams that are close but not in. And Missouri and LSU are those teams. They're in the next four-out section, so they're close. Um, both of those teams, are just they've got to – you got to go like 11-7 and seven or 10-8 and eight in conference play. Yeah. You have to. Got to. So the teams that they have in it right now, I'm just going to go in order that this bracket has it. First team on here and coming in as a two seed would be Tennessee. I do have to ask you, if y'all are a two seed, you know, one or two seeds get to play in the closest geographical location, which would be Greensboro, mm. would you go? I would love to go. Yeah? I, I'm a little surprised that that's not Birmingham. I have never seen them play in the tournament game. That'd be fun, wouldn't it? Yeah. So That'd be a lot of fun. Tennessee State in the two seed. Um, I would imagine they're probably the seventh or eighth overall seed, if I had to guess. <laughs> so there's a lot of respect right probably. there for, for Tennessee. The next team we've got on here is Arkansas at a four seed. I would imagine that they're near the top of that four seed line. Um, really don't be surprised if they get up to a two or three seed, too, by the end of the year. Uh, next team we've got Mississippi State, which they've got at a six seed right now. I think that's pretty fair. That's uh, 
it sits in that 20 to 24 overall slot. So I would say that that's a, a pretty accurate reading on the Mississippi State um, line right now. So that would – and look, first-year head coach at Mississippi State, if you just make the tournament, that's a win. A six-seed to me, a first-year coach coming from a, a team that hadn't made the tournament in several years, that's a win. What do you think? I agree. So I think they've got Tolu Smith, who's looking good. Um, uh DJ Jeffries, the transfer from Memphis, who's been there a couple years now. Uh, they just got to get going on offense. Next, we've got Auburn, who dropped way on down to an eight seed, which is actually what my prediction is right now, that we would probably be a seven to nine seed <coughs> when it's all said and done. But they've got Auburn playing as an eight seed against Michigan State in Albany, New York. Wow, that's awesome. We'll certainly travel to Albany. Anyways, uh, next team, we've got Kentucky as a five seed. I still think that's going to end up being a little low. I would guess right now they're going to end up being a four seed. But I don't think five is a bad look. Next team, you got Alabama. Five seed is one of the worst seeds to be. It is true. I swear, at least two or three of the five seeds lose first round every year. Yeah. Uh, next, next team is Alabama as a two seed. I would assume that they're around the seven or eight mark like Tennessee um, in Birmingham. So that would be home cooking for Alabama right there. <coughs> so I think that's all the teams that were on there. So um, that's what the tournament looks like. And that's, that's all we got for basketball for this week. All right. So I just want to do a quick touch up on football real quick and some portal Portal guys, as well as touch on the SEC recruiting rankings since early signing days tomorrow. Um, so, Hanley, me and you were just talking about, we saw that Devin Leary, um, the quarterback for NC State, is that correct? That's right. He is headed to Kentucky. Um, so, that's big news for you Wildcat fans out there. Um, and then Caden Proctor, the number one offensive tackle in the 2023 class, just flipped from Iowa to Alabama, of course. As Hanley said, it's the least shocking thing he has ever heard. It really is. Um, before. Now, when it comes to <laughs> portal guys in SEC, there's not many big, like, huge names of guys leaving their SEC teams. Um, a lot of the guys, um, I can speak for at least Bama and Tennessee, um, were just guys who just didn't play. Uh, aside from JoJo Earl, who's headed to TCU, and Treshawn Holden, who is heading to Oregon. Now, Hanley, for Auburn, you have Elijah McAllister. Um, he's headed to Auburn. Is that the Fort International? From Villanova. Villanova? Is that Villanova? No, that's Vandy. Oh, yeah, we just got a Vandy guy. Vandy. Yes, yes. Um, Zykevius Walker. That doesn't make sense. Uh, looks like he entered the portal and he's predicted to come back to yeah, Auburn. Yeah, they have that site's got some weird stuff on there, but yes. And then um, a couple other guys who we did get a big, one guy who's going headed to Florida State. We got a good a big transfer at tight end. FIU, you know? yeah, yeah. So that was Rivaldo Fairweather. That was probably the biggest one so far, but we got to go get a quarterback here. And then when we're going after hearing that Grayson McCall. Canceled his visit with you guys? Is yeah, that, you know why? Is that why? We apparently don't have his major. <laughs> He's a stupid football player. And I look, 
there's a lot of stupid stuff that Auburn does. But I, I, I tell you, these stupid football players are just told, oh, just get whatever major we can get. You know, let's be idiots. And Auburn has – they don't have this stupid major. That's weird. It's whatever. I don't even know what the major is. It's probably home ec. I mean, he was at Coastal Carolina, so. <laughs> I mean, that's literally what's happening is some of these guys, are they have majors that are considered bad majors. Um, like I said, I don't know what his major is. It could be something like aerospace engineering. But Auburn doesn't have it. And I've heard of this happening with some other schools too. But these guys are picking the worst majors possible, and then they go transfer, and they can't transfer because – no one else has that major, or they got to go pick the school based off of who has their major. That's I've never heard of that. It's happened I'm, a few times here in the last few years. Um. All right. So to go over the recruiting rankings. So to go over SEC teams in the top. Let's do top twenty. So you have Bama at one, Georgia at two. That's no surprise. LSU at five, Tennessee at nine. So that rounds out the top ten. We have Florida at eleven. A&M at 15, so that's a big drop-off from last year. It is. South Carolina at 17. Arkansas at 20. Auburn's right outside at 24. Probably um, really 24. 24. That's actually good. Compared to, we were like 57 a few weeks ago. Seven four-stars and 10-3. Woo! Mississippi State's at 26. <laughs> Ole Miss is at 32. They only have 12 commits. That's interesting. I remember last year they like their whole team filled up from the portal. You remember that? It's Lane Kiffin. They barely had any. Yeah. Um, but if you look at right here, just SEC teams ranked. If you have Bama, Georgia, LSU, Tennessee, Florida, A and M, South Carolina, Arkansas, Auburn, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Missouri, Kentucky, Vandy. Okay. So tomorrow, I'm expecting most of Tennessee's class to sign tomorrow. We already have a couple guys who are practicing for the bowl game, um, including, now, including Nico. You know, can you clarify something for me? Yes. Nico can't play. To my understanding, he cannot play. He can only about, practice. That's that's what I was about to say. Someone was trying to convince me that he could, and I was like, there's no way. He's not enrolled. To my understanding, He's yeah, enrolled in the spring, probably. He can practice, and he can travel to Miami and practice. That's cool. But he cannot play. Yeah, okay. That makes a lot more sense. And I, even if he could, I don't think he would. No, you wouldn't want that. No. There's no reason. That bowl game really doesn't matter in the grand scheme. But a couple of big recruiting wins that we've had recently, um, we got four-star linebacker Arian Carter the other day. Um, he chose us over Bama. Um, then we also time. had a uh, guy, David Hobbs who chose us over um, Georgia. So that's that's kind of cool to see um, Tennessee compete in those areas. And then if we look at Auburn, I mean, Alabama, they have four or five stars, 24 stars. They're one three stars a kicker. It's ridiculous. Lord have mercy. Georgia has one five star, 19-4. LSU one and eighteen, Tennessee one and twelve, Florida zero eighteen, A and M two and eight, South Carolina zero and eleven, Arkansas zero and eight, Auburn zero and seven, Mississippi State zero and two, 
Ole Miss, 0 and 8. Missouri, 0 and 4. Kentucky, 0 and 5. Vandy, 0 and 2. So I expect a lot of these classes to be solidified tomorrow. Is, um, is tomorrow the first signing day? Yeah. And that's essentially become the signing day. Most guys, 90% of the guys sign yeah. tomorrow. Um, then you have transfer portal guys because. You know, there's another window that opens at the end of spring training. Right. That when guys aren't happy about their their spot, um, spot on the team, they, yeah. they go cry to the portal. Right. Uh, which but To I me, saw, transferring at that point is dumb because if you're going to go transfer, you're essentially saying, I'm just not good enough. Now, look, it's one thing if you're like at Bama or Georgia and you're like, look, I'm just going to go play for like Vanderbilt. That could make sense, but there's not a lot of lateral movements don't make sense. Well, now there's we have freshmen who just enrolled last year entering the portal, so they didn't even give it a chance. Now I understand, you know, Justin Williams Thomas, who basically came down to choosing between us, you guys, and West Virginia last year, the running back. Mm -hmm. I understand because he was fourth string running back this year, right? And all of our running backs are underclassmen, so things like that make sense. But there's some guys who they just don't give it a chance. Right. They just expect to play right away. Now, I do think there are some things behind the scenes where coaches kind of um, say, hey, man, listen, you might be better off playing somewhere else. Right. I do believe that happens. I don't, definitely know, I don't know how they handle that, but I definitely think it happens. But Yeah. Um, getting ready to wrap up here. We're just going to do a um, singular episode this week. Um, and also we're going to take off next week. So there will be no episode next week. So we'll be back in two weeks, um, in January. Anyway, do you have anything else? No, just, I'm looking forward to the SEC, uh, SEC play starting next week in basketball. Um, and, and looking forward to these bowl games. Awesome. Well, we'll see you guys in two weeks.